Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Caitlin, back at the studio, keeping us up and running on not just a Saturday, an NFL football Saturday, a playoff Saturday. A lot going on, including, I would assume, about half of the league out there looking for offensive coordinators, and that includes the Washington Commanders. So because there is such a market for it, you better know what you're looking for, right? You better know what you're looking for. I think of it almost like, um, I think of it almost like recruiting prospects uh, at the college level when you're recruiting high schoolers, because right when the when the Line opens when when all of a sudden those dead periods are clear. Who you call first matters, right? College college coaches are always telling the five stars, listen, at midnight I was allowed to make calls and you were the first one I called. So if there's all of these NFL teams out there and they're all looking for an offensive coordinator, and I mean, I'm not, I, I know I'm not all of them are, but it it seems like a lot of them are. Who should the commander's offensive coordinator be? Who should they be calling first? I mean, whether you th- I mean, I know offense wins games, defense wins championships. This is modern NFL. Offense matters, and the architect of your offense, the designer, the play caller, they, they can impact wins like a player can. So again, on overtime on 106.7 The Fan, uh, anytime you, you hear me on the mic, the phone lines are open for you. The phone number is 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. So if you hear me ask a question like who should be the commander's offensive coordinator, uh, just know I'm not, I'm not just asking hypotheticals. I want you to answer them. 1-800-636-1067. Caitlin will get you all, uh, all set up and we'll get you on air. Um, first of all, we talked about this last week. It's not the easiest job in the world to find a, a, a candidate for. There are certain hurdles that must be be jumped over by candidates if they want to come work for Ron Rivera and coach what, what's appearing to be Sam Howell, quarterback, for Dan Snyder and Martin Mayhew, the GM. Now, now the, the, the good, right, the positives are Terry McLaurin. The good, the positives are the rest of that wide receiver core, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dodson, uh, the, that the – the variety in the backfield as far as Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, some of the offensive line, some, some of the offensive line would be interesting uh, to call plays for. But then there's also the instability with ownership. There is the lack of, of airtight job security for the staff as a whole, Ron Rivera included. There's, there's the saying that, that Martin Mayhew, 
Martin Mayhew, the GM, made to the media right after the season that they want to be two to one run to pass ratio. There's, there's, you have to love Sam Howell. So, so first of all, someone who wants the job. I, I know it seems simple, but in the NFL, it's so much of a connections and a networking, uh, coaching market that that quite often, right? It is the team reaching out, hey, would this guy be interested? Uh, they were recommended by a friend of a friend, or the, you worked with Ron Rivera 10 years ago. Would you be interested? Would you be, I, I, would, I would love to know if coaches are reaching out to Washington through back channels because that would move them to the top of the list for me. If you want this job, then you're more likely to be desirable from the team's perspective. Next, you're looking for someone who can get the most out of Sam Howell. Uh, again, we talked about it last weekend. That's when the news broke uh, a week ago almost exactly that the team was was telling co- uh, offensive coordinators in, in interviews that they'll likely be working with Sam Howell as a starting quarterback in 2023. So, so that means you're looking for a particular skill set. And, and the last thing you're looking for, uh, we're going to dive deeper into all of these, but the last thing you're looking for is there can't be a long adjustment period, right? It can't be someone bringing in a super duper out there experimental, everybody's going to learn how to, how to do their job differently style offense because quite frankly, this coaching staff, this regime doesn't have the time to say, yeah, as long as we're, we, we show signs of life this year, next year will be a bit better. Hopefully we're peaking and, and cruising on, on autopilot by year three because there's, there's a good chance that's not going to happen. So you need someone who wants the job. You need someone who can get the most out of Sam Howell and you need someone that can roll with the punches a bit, right? Somebody that can maybe learn the, the terminology uh, that, that the offense already knows and incorporate that into their offense, right? Kind of a mind meld situation. All right, now let's dive in a little deeper. If you, you are rolling into 2023 with Sam Howell and it doesn't work out, the staff is gone. So what do you think is the better way to do it? Right, Sam Howell's exciting. Uh, I've, I've heard from many of you on, on the call line. I've heard from many of you on, on Twitter. By the way, follow me on Twitter, at Donnelly Sports, who are very excited to see what Sam Howell can do. Right? Yeah, sure, he's a fifth-round pick, but at one point in time, he was projected as a top-of-the-first-round guy. He brings talent. He, he can run a little bit. He was good at North Carolina. Showed signs of something. I don't know what that is. Maybe sh- signs of the it factor in that last game of the season that he started. Many of you are are very exciting, right? Many of you are excited, I should say, not exciting. Sam Howe would be exciting. You're very excited. So if you roll into 2023 with Sam Howe, and you know you have essentially a year, who can get the most out of Sam Howe? I think it's someone that does a lot of the same things he did in North Carolina. We're seeing this more and more and more at the NFL level, which is uh, you have two options, right? You can take a quarterback that thrived in college running a particular quote-unquote college offense and work with them, let them gain new experiences, let them learn from trials and tribulations until you turn them into a quote-unquote pro style or NFL offense quarterback, or you can take your college quarterback and take the things that they do well from college in their college offense and do uh, some version of that in the NFL. Now, that might mean, and ready, this is going off the, 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 the reservation a bit, right? You can go online, you can search uh, uh, commander's 
offensive coordinator candidates, rank them, commander's offensive coordinator candidates, who's the most likely, and they'll give you lists of 10, 15, 20 names, and there might not be many of this category, but I would not shy away from a college offensive coordinator. Right? I mean, now the obvious would be uh, Phil Longo, who's at Wisconsin now, but he was North Carolina's offensive coordinator when Sam Howe was there. Uh, Maybe a Jeff Lebby who's at Oklahoma, but he's bounced around Ole Miss, UCF. Somebody that runs a creative offense that that Sam Howe would already be creative or, or comfortable in for a few reasons. One, they'd be so appreciative of the opportunity which means they'd want the job. They wouldn't care about all the hurdles they have to jump over because they're they're skipping steps and going straight to NFL offensive coordinator. And they'd bring an offense that wouldn't take a long time for, for Sam Howell to adjust to. Let's go to the call in line. Again, the call line is open here on overtime on 106.7 The Fan. The number is 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Scott in Silver Spring has a comment on who the commander's offensive coordinator should be. Scott, thanks for calling in. Uh, What do you have on the offensive coordinator front? Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I I, I think it's not so much uh, who we want. I think it's Scott, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello? Hello? All right, I'm going to have to throw this out there. I'm not sure if uh, if you're Hello? hearing Scott, but but I can't hear Scott. So uh, we'll, we'll try to figure oh. that out during the, the upcoming, uh, in one of the breaks coming up here. But but uh, we'll do our best to get that, get that settled up. Um, <laughs> we'll do our best to get that settled up. In the meantime, I'm just going to continue rolling on, uh, and, and Caitlin will will do her best behind the scenes uh, to to get this moving back. But my, my point is, the reason why a college offensive coordinator would be an interesting lane just to explore, right, is because they'd be appreciative for the job, right? It would be a situation when uh, they wouldn't be – pessimistic about the opportunity they're getting they would be tremendously optimistic and upbeat and also they would bring an offense that could use sam howell's skill set because one of the things that i think people forget about sam howell is he ran for 828 yards and and double digit touchdowns his final year in north carolina the part of his game that, that everybody salvated over early in his career was the passing ability. But you have to remember what he was working with, right? He was at North Carolina. He had Daz Newsom, who's, in, who's uh, on an NFL practice squad. He had De'Ami Brown. He had all of these uh, dynamic wide receivers. He had Michael Carter, who's on the Jets, right? He had Javante Williams, who's on the, the Broncos, two running backs that could catch it out of the backfield. So, so the passing stats were... Very, very exciting. But when the the group around him, when the skill position players weren't quite as impressive, right? When the skill position players weren't quite as dynamic, he leaned on his legs a lot. And while everyone was going, oh, maybe he's not the number one overall pick, he was actually proving a different part of his game, which is the running ability. So who should be the commander's offensive coordinator? I'm not sure it's going to be someone from all the lists we see unless it is Zampezi, the offensive, uh, the quarterback's coach, I should say, uh, the quarterback's coach being promoted from within. That one that's on all of the lists, uh, I do think he makes sense, and obviously that staff would be would be loyal to him, and he's already invested, and he's the one that's been working with Sam Howell for the past year or so. So he has been uh, 
you wouldn't expect a, a long on-ramp for, for the effectiveness. He could do it from the very beginning. Also, a little bit of breaking news, and I say little bit, but it is breaking news nonetheless. Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, tweeted out about 45 minutes ago that the Titans plan to hire Chris Harris as their defensive pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Again, that's per Tom Pelissero's sources. Uh, Harris had been with the commanders. Uh, he remains in play for defensive coordinator jobs elsewhere, kind of a, a same position for a different team move. So, so he's hitching his wagon to Mike Vrabel and that staff more comfortably than he was hitching his wagon to the commanders. Um, it is a, it is a, a loss for Washington. He is a, uh, and as Tom Pelissero acknowledges in the tweet a highly respected assistant so you're seeing good coaches with options jump ship and go elsewhere that just shows you how difficult it's going to be to find an offensive coordinator that wants to be in Washington but I do think there are good options out there and we'll talk about those options throughout the show we'll also talk about uh, the need to build the team around the offense which if you look at Washington and the roster you'd probably be saying no let's build it around the front seven In the NFL today, as the playoffs that are ongoing are showing us, the offense is pretty darn important. Stick around. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. You can call in 1-800-636-1067. We'll do our best to get that uh, phone line ironed out, and we'll be back after this. And welcome back into Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. And, and just so you know, we are working on the uh, phone line issue. So, so we'll be taking callers hopefully later on in the show. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you can go ahead and hit me up on Twitter at Donnelly Sports. That's D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. If you want to be a part of the conversation, that's probably the best way uh, to, to get your thoughts on air. And I'll check in on those and, and see what uh, the, the saying, the, the public is saying i should say so once again at donnelly sports d-o-n-n-e-l-l-y-s-p-o-r-t-s and we'll be monitoring that throughout the show and hopefully we'll be able to hear from you uh your voice your, your beautiful beautiful voices on this saturday afternoon uh in a little bit here on 106.7 the fan now uh, i started today's show talking about the offensive coordinator there there is a reason why that is so darn important Okay, it's not that I am such a football nerd, although you can absolutely call me a football nerd. Uh, It's not that I'm so ingrained in everything that that, you know, hiring an assistant coach to a football team gets my my juices flowing in that way. Because, I mean, what is a coordinator but a fancy name for an assistant? It's that in the NFL today. One of the four or five most important people in your franchise is whoever is running and calling the the plays for your offense, whoever is designing your offense. And right now the commanders have an opening there, as do so many other teams, right? Anytime you're not in the playoffs, and sorry, Washington, you're not in the playoffs. Anytime you're not in the playoffs, you can look at the teams that are having success on the biggest stage, right? Getting close to a, a Super Bowl championship and do uh, like that, like that uh, highlights magazine from when you're a kid and you're in the, the doctor's office uh, and you're in the waiting room, I mean, and, and you, the front cover and the back cover, you have to spot the differences. You can play that game, okay? You put together the eight teams remaining on divisional 
weekend, right? It's the divisional round of the playoffs this weekend. There are eight teams remaining, four in the NFC, four in the AFC. Look at all of those and put your team up there as well, your your non-playoff team, and try to see what all of those eight teams have that you don't. Try to spot the difference. Well, guess what? Eight teams left. Seven of them have offensive-minded head coaches. Eight teams left. Seven of them have a head coach that came up on the offensive side of the ball, has a heavy hand influence on their offense, maybe even play calls the offense, maybe even designs and runs the offense. And the other is the Bills, right? The other is the Bills. They have Sean McDermott, who's a defensive guy, but their rise to contender status is as connected with Brian Dable as anyone else. Now the head coach of the Giants, still coaching. But you might argue they were better a season ago when their offensive coordinator was Brian Dable, and now that he's gone, Josh Allen has reverted to a lot of the things that that maybe a defensive coach can't solve. Just a, a quick aside on this one because it's a, a stat that blows my mind. Uh, do you know Josh Allen led the NFL in turnovers this year? When Josh Allen came into the NFL, he was a turnover guy, right? That's what everyone was concerned about. Accuracy, ball security. He started working with Brian Dable, who was their offensive coordinator, and he slowly got better and better and better until 2021, which was not this most recent season. That's still in the playoffs. The previous season, he's borderline, you know, you could have made an argument he should have been the MVP. Then Brian Dable leaves, and Josh Allen goes right to leading the NFL in turnovers. Now, if Brian Dable were their head coach, right, an offensive-minded head coach, then he would not have left, and Sean McDermott wouldn't be left trying to uh, hold together what his offensive staff had done. So eight teams left, seven of them offensive-minded head coaches, but even the eighth, their rise was tied to an offensive coach. Ron Rivera is as defensive-minded of a coach as can be. Right, and I mean the guy was a, a defensive player on the 1985 Bears. That should tell you everything you need to know. Uh, <laughs> and I know that's putting it simply, and but it is what it is. Uh, but that isn't what's working in the NFL, at least not as of late. Even the defensive coaches that do work in the NFL, they're generally from the previous generation. They are tenured into their success. Right, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll. Those guys haven't been hired anytime recently. John Harbaugh is a special teams guy. The newer defensive coaches that have worked as of late, maybe a Mike Vrabel, kind of a Brandon Staley, although many were calling for his job, even though they made the playoffs out there with the Chargers. Uh, Robert Sala has a lot of positive um, momentum as the Jets coach, although, again, not being an offensive mind, Zach Wilson didn't work out great. And almost all, even the older guard, even the Belichicks, the Tomlins, the Carrolls, they're looking for offensive coordinators. Belichick, currently looking to hire an offensive coordinator. Harbaugh, the special teams guy, currently looking to hire an offensive coordinator. Vrabel, same thing. Sala, same thing. Tomlin, probably should have been looking for an offensive coordinator, but Pittsburgh is loyal to a fault, and, and they're sticking with Matt Canada. And then, of course, you have Ron Rivera looking for an offensive coordinator. The NFL today is is built around the offense. 
So literally, if, if, if you want to, I know literally has, it's one of those words that the meaning is changed over time, right? Uh, sometimes when you say literally, you mean figuratively, but I, I'm talking literally, actually, not exaggerating. In many cases, there, there are not five other people in the building that have as much of an impact on the consistent success of a franchise then I'll say the offensive play caller, which oftentimes is the offensive coordinator, but sometimes it is the head coach. And sometimes in, in super weird situations, halfway through the season, they panic and give it to like a tight ends coach or something. But that's that's as rare as they come. So, so when Washington is looking for an OC, right? When they're looking for an offensive coordinator, it's not just, well, let's get somebody that, that's going to work with Sam Howe. It's not just, let's get somebody to sit in that chair. Can't be worse than Scott Turner. It's not just that at all. It is, Ron Rivera is obviously very important. I would say your starting quarterback is very important. You have two or three very, very prominent, highly paid position players, an edge rusher, a wide receiver, something along those lines, and maybe a GM. Other than that, your offensive play caller is is near the top of the importance ranks in your entire franchise. So the, the stakes aren't low right now, right? Uh, we're seeing it with... Uh, we're seeing it with Staley out there with the Chargers. You're seeing it with Rivera, where... When they fire the offensive coordinator or when they part ways with the offensive coordinator, I, I feel like a lot of the the fan base goes, all right, we're keeping the same keeping the same head coach. Kind of the, the stakes are low this offseason. Right? We're, we're going to run it back. That's not the case. It's not the case at all. The case is, well, you're keeping the head coach, yes, but you're changing up still. I mean, it's as big as, as a quarterback change. It's as big as a, uh, you know, hiring the, the highest paid franchise free agent cornerback. So don't mess up, right? No pressure. Don't bring in the wrong guy is what I'm saying to run your offense. Uh, my name's Tim Donnelly. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Donnelly Sports. Probably the best way to jump in the conversation today so we can get the, the phone lines back up and running. Uh, it's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. When we come back, uh, let's talk to Ron Payne. Talk about one of those guys that might be uh, a long-term franchise, super important franchise player. Deron Payne is due to get paid. Is he break the bank, big money, long-term contract good? That's the question we're going to discuss coming up. Welcome back into Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly, and we are continuing to talk Commanders, which I get it, right? It's a, you're a little, uh, little jealous as a Commanders fan watching every other team in your division still playing in the uh, the divisional round. But that's motivation, right? That's motivation. That's that's what you should take it as. And uh, just to add a little insult to injury, there were reports all over the place. First I saw from Tim Pelis- uh, Tom Pelissero, excuse me, of the NFL Network on uh, DB's coach of the Commanders, Chris Harris, leaving uh, to, to take a position within the Titans uh, coaching staff. Uh, Grant Paulson, Grant and Danny, you hear him every weekday right here on 106.7 The Fan, tweeted out uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, 
that on reports with uh, on on the reports of Chris Harris leaving, uh, Chris Harris was the rising star on the coaching staff. The Commanders were lucky to have him for three years. Was a terrific safety. Has grinded as a coach for nine years. Will likely be a coordinator soon. Uh, that from Grant Paulson, obviously Grant and Danny right here on 106.7 The Fan every weekday. Uh, so that just shows a little bit of the loss that the commanders are dealing with on the defensive coaching staff. But I will say this. If you have Ron Rivera, defensive-minded head coach, we just talked about it. You have Del Rio. You have the skills of the the very, very talented players. And I know the secondary might leave a little bit to be desired. But when you have a front seven that is as highly drafted, right? Their, their pedigree, their resources that you've sunk in to your front seven on defense, you should be able to withstand the loss of a couple coaches, even, even very good coaches like Harris, right? You would expect like, all right, our defensive backs coach left. We really liked him, but we have a couple of great defensive minds on staff. We have Chase Young. We have Montez Sweat. We have John Allen. We have maybe Deron Payne. Jamin Davis, right? Maybe Deron Payne? That's where we should go right now, right? We all know that that Deron Payne is good. Not breaking news here, am I? I mean, uh, how funny would that be if I was like, Deron Payne, good player. Pause for shock and awe. Now, it, it's very simple. He's very good. But there's a, there's a difference in the NFL especially between very good on a rookie contract and very good on a big money, long-term, break the bank, one of the highest paid guys on the team, good. And I would actually argue most, if not an overwhelming majority of players, even the ones that you like, right? Even the ones that you might buy a jersey for, probably fall somewhere in between those two points. They're great if you can get them on a value contract and maybe a little disappointing on the super-duper uber long-term contract. Right? The commanders let Deron Payne play out his rookie contract all the way through the fifth-year option. Now he's going to hit the market if he wants to. And if he wants to hit the open market, I mean, obviously a franchise tag is a possibility, but the the money that would be his on the open market would be, you know, I don't even call it life-changing money. I call it lives changing money because it's not just your life that's changing it's your families it's your parents it's anyone whose life you want to change you can change with that kind of money now spotrack is is uh, if you if you ever just google for you know, how much does this player make you've probably been on spotrack it's, it's a website that tracks all uh professional athletes contracts and and the nfl chief amongst them uh, and what they've done with all of that data that they've gathered is they they can put together projections they can put together comparables, right? It's like a uh, like a real estate app. <laughs> I don't I don't know how many of you have, have bought a house in the last couple of years, but oh man, or even sold the house in the last couple of years. All the this uh, this house is comparable to yours. That house is comparable to yours. This one down the street sold for this in this amount of time. This one across town sold for this in this amount of time. Uh, this is what yours should be valued. This is your estimate. Well, they can do the same thing for players. Okay. Spotrack comparable players, which takes in their age, their contract status, their statistical production, all of that. Uh, Miles Garrett is a comparable player, according to Spotrack, to Deron Payne. 
Max Crosby, Leonard Williams, Eric Armstead. That's a who's who of big defensive linemen, right? Whether they're edge rushers or, or mixing it up and on the edge and, and on, on the interior. If you're big, right? If you're not built like a track star, if you're not built like a Von Miller, if you're big, you're basically on that list. Spotrack market value estimate, right? This was like a Zestimate on Zillow, if you, if you ever go down that path. Uh, five years, $97.4 million is the Spotrack market value estimate for Deron Payne. That's an average annual salary of about $19.5 million. That means to be a pleasant surprise for the team, you have to be worth more than $20 million per year. Right? Because to win in a big way at the NFL level, you need to get more value than what you're paying players. Right? If the, the salary cap, I'm just going to pick a, r- a round number. I know it's, it's much more than this. But if the salary cap's $100 million, you can't get $100 million worth of value out. You're going to be right there in the middle of the league. What you have to do is if the salary cap is $100 million, you have to get $200 million worth of value. You have to find deals, right? Rookie contracts. You pay a guy $5 million, he gives you $20 million in value. That's how you win. Free agency deals. You don't want to overpay. You actually want to underpay. Now, when you're talking to an agent, you want to say, I want to get your client what it's worth, what, what, what they're worth exactly. No, you don't. You want to pay them less. So Deron Payne. million per year, Spotrack market value. When you add all of that context in, right? When you add all of that, are you still as running to the bank to to take out the cash to give it to him? And keep in mind, you've already paid Jonathan Allen. You're likely going to want to pay Chase Young Montez Sweat maybe. So now it's that defensive line. If you're paying all those guys $20 million a year, which again, we're just using round numbers here, you have to get so much value out of that defensive front that it would be ridiculous. You have to get so much value out of that defensive front that you don't have to pay wide receivers. You don't have to pay cornerbacks. Right? Yeah, you can pay corners less because they only have to guard for a second because those defensive linemen are getting home to the quarterback every single play. Rather than if you don't pay all those defensive linemen all that money, you need corners that can guard for four or five seconds. The salary cap is a zero-sum game. Right, Every dollar you give to one player is a dollar you can't give to another. And I know there's ways to work around it. You can do uh, void contract years at the end, and you, you can uh, front-load signing bonuses and all the incentives. Yes. But at some point, that bill is going to come due. At some point, that bill is going to come due. And that's where the zero-sum game element comes into play. So the, the, I mean, the boring answer, and trust me, I know how boring it is. The boring answer is the same for every single player. Should you re-sign Deron Payne? If you can get the money right. You can get him for $17 million a year? $15? Heck yeah. 20? Mm. And that's not just Deron Payne. That's that's Lamar Jackson, right? Oh, should you sign him to a long-term deal? Every fan goes, yeah. I go, if you can get him for 40 million, heck yeah. 50? Mm. Right? There's always there's always a number in both directions. 
This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Stick with us here. We're talking Commanders on a playoff Saturday. Uh, They're not in the playoffs, but it is a playoff Saturday. Uh, And also, uh, obviously, uh, we're not able to get calls on as of yet. Still working on it. So you can bookmark the phone number, 1-800-636-1067. I'll tell you if and when that'll be open up, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, But I can tell you what... One of the most common refrains I hear from callers, one of the most common refrains I hear from texters when it comes to the commanders, uh, it's nothing's going to change until the owner changes. Hear that a lot. Well, then let me ask you this. What do you want them to do in the meantime? Right? If nothing's going to change, you want them to sit on their thumbs? I don't think so. I think there's value to be had right now. Stick around. All right, everybody. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan continuing and uh, thanks to our hardworking producer, Caitlin, we are now able to field calls. So 1-800-636-1067. I told you to bookmark the number earlier. Uh, if you have takes on the anything we've talked about thus far, right? Washington looking for an offensive coordinator. Um, Deron Payne's contract or, or potential contract coming up and how gigantic it will be or will need to be to keep him. Uh, there, there's a lot to get to. And, uh, and again, thanks to... Kalen, for getting everything sorted back out. And uh, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Uh, also, uh, we we have, um, because I told you to, right? <laughs> I don't want to act like this was random. Uh, because I said the, the phone lines were, were having a bit of a, a, an issue. I sent you to Twitter where you could have tweeted at me, at Donnelly Sports. And uh, at 12th Man with uh, four underscores following it, uh, send in saying who do you want and who will be offensive coordinator and there's a whole list they sent in Bienemy, brady brown leftwich london mccoy o'brien reich roman Shermer, studisville zampezi who do i want who that is a a weighted question i will say i'm leaning towards a name that many of you probably would be frustrated to have i'm leaning towards greg roman uh but i do think it'll end up being ken zampese if i were a betting person that is where i'd go and and we're going to talk about a couple of those names in depth over the next hour and 10 or two hours and 10 minutes so uh so stick around and and thanks for following on twitter uh if you want to get in on the twitter conversation at donnelly sports d-o-n-n-e-l-l-y-s-p-o-r-t-s uh let's go to the call in line now again that number is 1-800-636-1067 we have a mike on the call in line mike thanks for calling in what do you have to say about the offensive coordinator search hey thank you for taking my call boss Mm mm-hmm what do you got for us? Thanks, man. Uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at where, how we can fill this offensive coordinator position. And I look at Sam Howe, and I don't, I, something is telling me let's try to get an offensive coordinator who can run a read option type of uh, playbook. Let let Sam Howe, you know, run from the pistol. Let him let it, let uh, whoever's awesome offensive coordinator run, run all these motions. I mean, this is what they do, and we can even have a great run game through the pistol so it was just a suggestion and i think heineke would also benefit you know having him maybe as our backup with a read option playbook mike i agree with a lot of what you just said thanks for calling in man call back in anytime 1-800-636-1067 i do think if they are as committed as as the reports last weekend said to sam howell being the quarterback in 2023 which i mean they didn't write it in ink they didn't etch it in stone him as the starting quarterback um, but they did say it's very likely, or the report said it's very likely would be the better way to put it. 
I do think that is a commitment to the modern football, meaning if you wanted to play like it's 1990, maybe Carson Wentz is kind of the, the, the prototype you're looking for, right? 6'4", 6'3", whatever it is, 235, wants to play action, drop back, seven-step drop, stand tall in the pocket, use a big arm, those types of things. But if, if you're rolling with, with Heineke or if you're rolling with Howell or, or any of this newer generation, I do think you need a coach that's, that's educated in the newer offenses, right? If you watch the Dolphins at any point in time this year, man, they motion before every play. Right. And, and that's just Mike McDaniel. Right. He is of the McVay Shanahan tree. They, they, they have a certain way of going about things. Uh, if you look at what the Eagles are doing, and I know you don't, you don't want to mimic or openly mimic a, a divisional rival, but Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, they both had career years running the football. And a lot of that was because at the snap, they didn't know who was getting the ball. So how the heck could the defense, right? Jalen Hurts was making those reads in the read keep game and in the RPO game as it happened. Sam Howell might not be Jalen Hurts, but he did run for 800-plus yards in, in a single college season. So there's there's something going on there. Uh, Tony and Annandale is on the call-in line. We'll see what he has to say about the offensive coordinator. Again, that phone number is 1-800-636-1067. Tony, thanks for calling in. What's your take on the OC search? Well, if Ron Rivera is going to stay there, mm-hmm. they need a veteran proven offensive coordinator like a Pat Sherman. Now, my choice would be to get rid of Rivera and hire a good offensive-minded coach, for example, Jay Gruden, and then maybe get <laughs> a, a, a younger, more innovative offensive coach. But for either, I'd like to see a quarterback coach utilize Sam Hill's mobility to scramble uh, pistol read is fine, but you know, it's just sooner or later, of course, quarterbacks can get hurt. If you look at some of the great scramblers, um, of course, Brett Favre or even Fran Tarkenton, you know, I, I, I grew up a Minnesota Vikings fan, they would just scramble and scramble until somebody to play broke down. I mean, John Manus loved Brett Favre. You've done a telestrator, show him spinning, and he would call it the Favre mm-hmm. factor. So I would like to see him take advantage of um, Sam Howell's mobility to scramble to get open. Kind of like Russell Wilson that used to do. Great great call, Tony. Appreciate it. And and um, first of all, if it, I mean, obviously you don't you don't know me that well, so uh, call back in anytime, Tony. I'm, I'm getting some feedback in, in, in my ears here. Uh, 1-800-636-1067. Uh, you, you don't know me that well, but one of the things I say quite often when I'm looking for a quarterback is I think – Young Russell Wilson and prime Aaron Rodgers, I think they had similar levels of mobility, uh, meaning they they scrambled, but they weren't necessarily looking to run. If they did cross the line of scrimmage and tuck it, they were looking to get a first down and get out of bounds. Uh, but they scramble, and they were athletic, and they could move, but they were usually looking to make a play by getting it to a playmaker once they escaped. I, I love that level of mobility. I'm not sure you need to go full Fran Tarkenden out there. I'll put it that way. Um, and also Pat Shermer... I, I think you, I think you need to go in the opposite direction. I think you need somebody with a little bit more innovation in their background uh, because you're rolling with a quarterback that's coming from college and, and a college offense in the NFL is seen as more innovative than it is traditional. Uh, overtime on 106.7 The Fan will continue. As you can hear, we have the phone lines up and running, 1-800-636-1067. Uh, so coming up next, I have, uh, I have this question for you. Three of the four teams – 
in the NFC East are still playing. Probably a little bittersweet uh, because, one, you want to still be playing if you're Washington. But the sweet part of it is, was Washington actually much better than it seemed this season? Maybe. Stick around to find out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 